Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real-life experiences we all go through, while giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery. Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together, we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys, too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, healers. Allison here. So I want to talk to you all a little bit about one of our new sponsors, BetterHelp. I'm so excited to tell you about this online counseling platform because as a licensed therapist, I'm a huge advocate of mental health awareness and truly believe in providing affordable counseling services to anyone, anywhere. Let's face it, there's so many areas in the United States and around the world that can make it so difficult to find affordable counseling. And especially if you live in a more rural area, it can be really hard to find a counselor, which is why I love this online platform. BetterHelp is an online mental health healing platform that provides online counseling and matches you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service done securely online and is available worldwide. What's even better is that there are a number of different licensed counselors who specialize in all different areas of mental health. BetterHelp makes it so easy to log onto your account at any time and contact your therapist directly. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses and can schedule as many weekly video or phone sessions as you would like. As a therapist, I know that it's not always possible to find the right therapist for your needs, especially the very first time. So BetterHelp has actually made it so easy to facilitate great therapeutic matches. And if you don't find a connection with your first counselor, there's absolutely no charge to change counselors if you ever need to. How amazing is that? And if you find that you're struggling financially, they also have financial aid available. So we have a special offer for all Anxiety Chick listeners today. Sign up now and receive 10% off your first month. Just visit betterhelp.com slash the anxiety chicks. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash the anxiety chicks and join over 50. 500,000 people who are taking charge of healing their mental health with an experienced counselor today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we are excited to be here with you all again this week. Thank you so much for all of your support uh, and for enjoying our podcast. I've been getting a lot of amazing DMs on how helpful things have been. So we are so thankful that you love the Anxiety Chicks. And if you feel so inclined, we would love for you to rate and review and subscribe to the Chicks. It helps get our podcast out to more people. And that's our mission is to raise awareness for mental health and anxiety. So we would love if you could just go to the subscribe button or rate and review us and Give us, you know, five stars if you think that we are five star worthy. Uh, I'd hope I so. think you're if five you... star worthy. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> uh, I think you are too. I oh, think we thanks. both are. <laughs> but, you know, there's some stuff that maybe, you know, we could work on, which is, yeah, we're human. But, um, yeah, we'd love for you guys to do that. So please go over to iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you can rate us and we'd love it. Um, Without further ado, before we get into our topic, we always kind of like to 
see how everyone's doing here today. And I started talking to Taylor a little bit before we started recording. And I know, I feel like I always know when she's sort of stressed out because you're a little bit more like quiet. And I said, something's going on, but let's talk about it on the pod because I think other people can relate to this. So what's been going on? So as you guys are listening, I'm out of town (laughs) because I think this is releasing what next week? Yes. We're, yeah. 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 So, on the Wednesday. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm out of town. So I've made it past the hardest part. I don't know what it is. I just, I wish I could have the excitement before a trip that I see other people experience. And I kind of talked about this on my page and I definitely felt less alone when I posted about it because so many people were like, oh my gosh, me too. Like, I feel like I can't enjoy myself maybe until I get there. Like until I feel like I can see the surroundings right. and like I feel comfortable. It's like there's just so much unknown with traveling, yeah. right? It's like – and I just – I don't yeah. know. I've I've faced the flying fear a couple times and every time I face it, I've even like talked to you about it. Like the last time I flew, yeah. I even flew during the pandemic, like in the midst of it. And I remember being like, I actually had fun. Like I remember telling you that and talking about that on yeah. here. And so it's like I think I just have to like put myself in the situation and just like face it head on. Like if someone gives me an right. option, I won't do it. But like if I'm like you have – like my husband, he loves to travel. And like it's so sad because he doesn't really get to travel. And so like he's so excited. Like the last few days he's been like, aren't you so excited? And I'm sitting there like, yeah. Like Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. And I've been having like kind of some symptoms. Like I don't know. It's all in my head. I know it is. But well, you know. so so you're basically have been kind of stressing out because you're leaving to I yeah. mean at this point you're there where you are where people yeah. are listening, but <laughs> you're you're having um some feelings of anxiety related to certain parts of traveling somewhere, right? You're going away on vacation. Is that correct? Right, right. Which I haven't been on a vacation in okay, because every trip we've taken, like we went to Louisiana, that was for a wedding. We went to uh, California before that was for a, f- a family thing. Montana was family. Like we've never been just on a vacation. I haven't oh been gosh. on a vacation in like, Allison, I don't know. Oh my gosh. You had, <laughs> for all of you I've listening. Been, I've done like weekend you trips, like, you, you know, to like to- Austin, but. Okay. Well, I mean, and vacation doesn't always have to mean like flying overseas or like flying so far. Like you could just take a little short vacation, you know, as long as you're taking some time for yourself because that's important. Yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, am not good at that. So okay, but this, but this time is different. Like this is May. You're flying, right? That's something. Yeah, you're flying. Yeah. Where are you going? California, which I'm like Where? also scared about that. Uh, San Diego, Laguna Beach, and Santa Monica. <gasps> Oh my god. The gosh. whole like Pacific Coast Highway. But see how you're like your face beautiful. is like so- No, I know. And I and I it know. sucks because I like I like I see you and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so pretty. And then like in my head, I'm like, why don't I feel that way? Like, why don't I like I I'm I'm excited, but it's like I'm so anxious. You know what I mean? Will you will it will it take you like a day to actually feel excited when you get there? Like when you get there, will you start and you're and you're in your hotel okay, or where can, you are? Can I can I tell you something that's like yeah. really weird? Okay, so we went to Laguna Beach and I was trying to figure out when this was. I was going into my junior no, I was in my sophomore year of college or going I can't remember, but it was my family 
And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, he came with us and we were there and we were there on this exact week for his birthday, like a couple, a couple years ago. Yeah. Like, what was that? Like, that was like five, six years ago. Anyways, I remember, I think this was when I had my first panic attack. Oh my god! So it's like, part of me is like, but I didn't know what a panic attack was. And I didn't like have a freak out, but Mm. I remember being like feeling so odd. Like it was Mm -hmm. like an odd feeling. Like I almost had like derealization. Yeah. And I remember just like being like, I I remember like talking to my, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. I remember being like, I feel so weird. And like that memory stuck with me because it was like a very like, weird memory and like feeling like it was like a very weird but then I like was fine right and when- then and then so right like literally like f- five months after that is when the severe panic disorder hit okay so what part of your trip did that happen like the panic attack was it the whole time or what no it was just like I remember this one day specifically like we were getting on this like trolley thing it was like an indoor outdoor trolley like you just like hang on it. And I remember like looking at these like locals there and I was like, oh, those like look like California people. Like it was weird to explain. Like I remember these thoughts because that day was like so vivid to me. And then I remember we even like ate at this sushi place. Like I remember going in the bathroom and like kind of looking in the mirror being like, you know, just that derealization for sure. And then um, I had a white shirt on with black shorts like I remember the whole day and I just like remember being like and I asked my husband about this too I was like do you remember in Laguna Beach where I was like I just feel a little weird and like we went in this candy shop we went in these shops like I remember these shops specifically and this is like the only day I remember vividly but it's just like I don't know so weird right well I mean do you can you look back and kind of is there anything you can recognize now what would have created that feeling for you? Or, I mean, was like it at the beginning of the trip? Had you just, like, was it hot out? I'm just trying to think of different things that kind of bring on panic attacks sometimes if you're traveling or there's a lot of people around or you're like not, you don't know your environment. I think I was reaching my breaking point, like up to panic disorder. Like, I think I was like about, it was about to hit. Like, I think it was like, I was just the buildup of continual anxiety who who even knows? I I like wish. And you I just knew. happened to be on a trip when it was happening. Yeah, right? and you I was on. I was on like I think they upped my dose of the ADHD medication. Okay. So, my gosh. So now, okay. So of course you're kind of having a little bit now of. I'm oh my gosh, not on ADHD medication. <laughs> no, no. But like you're going back to the same place where that happened, right? right so right. are you? You're kind. Are you kind of scared that? If you go, like, you're going to maybe be triggered because you might see some of the same things or like you just, yeah, these mem- yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think I'm definitely facing a fear and I think, I don't know, you just start overthinking everything, right? You're just like, okay, I got to like get through security. And then like, what if a weird person comes to the airport? And then like, what if there's a weird person on my plane? And like, you know, it's just like, and then they yeah. just made this vaccine for the Delta v- virus. I'm like, what? Like what in the world? There's just there. I know there's so many things I could worry about, but I have to remind myself like, I will be okay. I will enjoy myself. I'll probably come back and we'll have a podcast, and I'll be like, oh, I had so much fun. (laughs) Sometimes I have to be literally like shoved into things. Like you gotta go. (laughs) Well, you have to remember too. I mean, 
all of the tools that you you feel like you have that you can cope that help you cope you just need to make sure right they're really with you right. and I know I feel like I'm, I'm more prepared yeah for sure yeah so that's kind of part of the process is knowing cuz I feel like when I fly again wherever that is I'm going to have similar I'm going to have similar fears 100%. Yeah. I already didn't like flying before COVID. Right. <laughs> and now all the stuff I've been seeing about the airports and just like yes. things going on. Yes. I, yeah. Like if they I, dare put me on a connecting flight, like I'm very big on like, like if I'm going to spend money, I'm spending it on a nonstop flight. Like 100%. You just, you just get me there, please. We are yeah. not stopping anywhere. So I heard about this girl who flew to Florida from DFW and she, she bought a nonstop flight and they were like, like the airport supposedly. And you remember my dad he flew for like 48 hours to oh, yeah. and she so her flight they changed it to a connecting flight like without even like telling like because the airport they don't care about your service like you know what i mean no. like what are you gonna do not fly like okay right like so it's kind of just like they'll make it work for them how they need it to be and so she got put on a connecting flight flew to like oh i think her like stop was in somewhere ridiculous it was like florida to like Vegas or something and then back to DFW it like made no sense and like I don't like stuff like that like you're adding hours into my flight time absolutely not like just get no, me there right <laughs> like you put oh me on gosh. any non-stop there <laughs> I will cancel my trip <laughs> I agree I know I think, I think I would go like a lot of people would start yelling at their reservations desk right I think I would go up to them and say ma'am you don't want this <laughs> you no, don't want right. this on your plane <laughs> No, right. You're like, please. Yeah, you don't you don't well, want this. <laughs> I think I mean, I think this actually goes pretty pretty smoothly into our topic today because yeah. it sounds like intrusive thoughts. You're having for sure. yeah, you're having a lot of intrusive thoughts about right. this fear of travel. And Absolutely. some of it's related to flying, some of it's relating to all the what ifs when you get there. Uh a lot of the thoughts you, you know, it sounds like might be happening are like related to the past of when you experienced that, you know, and you're, it's bringing it up again for you. Right. So, you know, it's, and when we, we talk about, so intrusive thoughts, that's our topic today. And, um, you know, I, I think both of us will probably talk a little bit more about our own experience and what <laughs> thoughts are most intrusive for us Yeah, because everyone has different types of thoughts that contribute to their anxiety, right? Like, that's why there's health anxiety or social anxiety, right? There's all different triggers for people. Um, and it, it can depend on, I guess, like your time in your life and stuff because right now your thoughts are most intrusive about a trip, right? Right. Whereas maybe a couple months ago they were maybe intrusive about your wedding <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff. Oh, it's never ending, so, guys. <laughs> do you feel like though that you have – well, let me actually just – I found a good definition, I think, of intrusive thoughts. Let's hear it. And this is from a um, a website called iesohealth.com. And I looked around a couple and I just liked this one the best. So, um, okay. It describes – it says intrusive thoughts are unwanted thoughts that can pop into our head without warning at any time. They're often repetitive with the same kind of thought cropping up again and again. And they can be disturbing or even distressing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure disturbing too. I think sometimes we don't even like talk about some of our intrusive thoughts because we're like, if we said that out loud, ooh, I'll get locked up. <laughs> yep. And and a lot of um, 
you know, a lot of people with obsessive compulsive disorder, they struggle with really, really difficult intrusive thoughts. Um, oh, yeah. And I disturbing had, intrusive thoughts. I had a roommate freshman year of college who I, – and I didn't know like what anxiety meant. Like I didn't know oh, – like, you know, to me, I was just like, what is mm-hmm. that? Uh, and she – I remember her like telling me and – I, and I feel bad because I used to be like, that is so weird. Like the things she was doing, like she would like pick up her shoes and move them around like six times. And I remember her telling me like, wow. if I don't do that, like something bad will happen. So like she was having such intrusive thoughts that were like, if you don't move it six times, like something right. bad will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the compulsion, right? Like, right, so, right. you know, um, and by the way, you guys, we have episodes about OCD with a guest and also travel anxiety. So yeah, go back yeah. and listen to those if you want more information about either I feel like I should listen to the travel anxiety one on the plane. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Until I hear my idea. voice and I'm like, eek. <laughs> No, that I think I think actually hearing your own voice might be healing. It might be a little hard in the first couple minutes, but <laughs> you know when you hear yourself talk, you're like ah, yeah. But there's something powerful about being able to hear yourself, like help yourself, right? Yeah. Like that's our inner dialogue for sure. And so hearing that can be helpful. But anyway, so with yeah, so with OCD, like that's the compulsion that happens after those obsessive types of thoughts are happening. The compulsion happens. And um, people, you know, that struggle really bad with that believe that doing those repetitive behaviors, there's other type of compulsions, but doing those will actually does relieve in the short term the anxiety they feel about. Or if they don't complete those, that something bad will happen. Right. You know. Right. So I actually also just found something on the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. They explain this really well. And um It says, people who experience unwanted intrusive thoughts are afraid that they might commit the acts they picture in their mind. Yes. They also fear that the thoughts mean something terrible about them. Yeah, for sure. Right? So, okay. Some unwanted intrusive thoughts consist of repetitive doubts about relationships, decisions, small and large, sexual orientation or identity, intrusions of thoughts about safety, religion, death, or worries about questions that cannot be answered with certainty. Some are just weird thoughts that make no apparent sense. Unwanted intrusive thoughts can be very explicit, and many people are ashamed and worried about them and therefore keep them a secret. Wow. That was a good description. Like, that's so true. I think it's, like, not talked about until, like, you talk about it. Like, I even – why I texted you and was like, let's do this topic is because I started talking about it on my stories. Like, I was just – I was – what was I doing? Oh, I was washing dishes. And, and the garbage disposal was on and I was like, stick your hand in there. Like, why? Oh, like, why would I want right. to stick my hand in the garbage? And then for a split second, you almost feel out of control. You're like, you almost feel like your hand is just going to go down there. Yeah. And like, then, why did that pop up? Yeah. Okay, right. And this was all in one day. So then I was taking a shower and I was shaving my legs and I was like, shave your eyebrows off. Like, <laughs> imagine if I just shaved my eyebrows off. Like, it was like such like an impulse, like do it. Like, you know, it's like, and you feel this like lack of control for like a split second. And then like you remind yourself, you're like, I'm not going to shave my eyebrows off because I have the motor control. But for, but you feel like you will. It's like, imagine if I was on here right now without eyebrows. Hi healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started 
with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user-friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free, so hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So... It really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is, is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, too, and the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers. Okay, so this is so weird. I have this intrusive, I guess I would call it an intrusive thought. It happened a long time ago when I was more in like high school and when I was younger because I used to go to church a lot with my family, you know, like every Sunday or whatever. Right. And I just always had this kind of thought when I was in in during the mass, maybe I was <laughs> bored, I don't know, where I just imagined myself like standing up in front of the <laughs> entire community while like the homily was going on and just being, hi, everyone. How are you? I'm Allie. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi, everyone. And then sitting back down and that's it. <laughs> and like wondering what people would do. No, I'm laughing because like I relate to that so much. Like I, I have thoughts like that too. Like you're talking to someone and you're just like, what if I just screamed? Like, or like yes. did like a weird face or like, what if I just like was in a store and started running down the aisle? Like it was like, and, and the thought it, yes. for a second, you, you feel out of control. You're like, I'm about to do it. Like, it's like I a know. very, <laughs> you're almost I, like talking yourself down from a ledge for a second. You're like, well, don't do that. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I even have really, really scary. The scariest ones that I've had is like, if I'm on a bridge, yeah, I yes, always, yes. You, this happens. I think yes, like, what yes. if my car just literally went in, like went off the bridge? What if yeah. I just, what if the car just went into the bottom of the, I, it is so scary to me So that I, I did think a post, about that. I did a post yesterday on it and I was like, uh, the driving one I was, and, and for me, it's like, what if I just, just drive off the road? Like, it's like, just right. like the thought is like drive <gasps> yes. off the road or then like, okay, so uh, something I can't do. And this happens every time I'm in a house that's being built. I cannot go upstairs and like if there's no railing, it's so weird. I get the same interest. Like I don't trust myself on ledges. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, See, I feel like I'm about to jump. But it's like, it's like I don't want to jump, but it's that intrusive thought that's like, oh, what if you just felt what if you just jumped? They and literally I was with my mom. Yeah. Oh, you're good. No, I was just gonna say, like when I say they, I mean like the thoughts, the intrusive thoughts. Yeah. They seriously just like come I, yeah. I think that most people would agree that they come they seem like they come out of nowhere yeah yeah there were at least so a couple people commented on the post and they were just like they were like thank you for like saying this they were like I honestly sometimes have like very scary thoughts of like almost hurting someone in my family 
And they were like, yes. I don't want to. They were like, I yes. want everyone to live so long. But like when I'm yes. chopping up veggies or something, like what if I took this knife and just chop them? Yes. And I'm like, you're not crazy. Like I think some people, no. they live with these thoughts and they feel so crazy. But they, they the thought of telling someone, they, they fear they're going to get locked up. 100%. Yeah. And, and this article says too, one of the most distressing things parts of this is that having such thoughts mean that you unconsciously want to do the things that come to your mind. Yeah. And that is simply not true. And in fact, the opposite is true. It is the effort people use to fight the thought that makes it stick and fuels its return. Hmm. So that's part of the anxiety, right? Like these thoughts just come to our mind and it's, it's, it's almost like the opposite is true because when you have that thought that's so scary that comes to your mind, you almost want to make sure it doesn't like it. You want to make sure that never happens. Right, right. So you almost, that's why thinking about it and then trying to figure out how to not make that happen is your sense of trying to control it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's almost, sometimes, yeah. I feel like, do you almost like, can you picture it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the scary, like the like visualization. You don't just hear the, the thought, but you can see it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's how it is with me yeah. going on this trip. It's like I can like see the plane like doing weird stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get no. that out of my head. <laughs> well, so that's – so here's the thing. So you think about, you know, people listening might be like, oh, my gosh, I have all of these so many of the day. But here's the thing. A lot of it, if that does have to do with visualization, you need to literally retrain your brain to visualize mm-hmm. something else that's safe. Right. And that actually – it works right? Like our brain is a muscle. So I would suggest for you, like, yeah, listen to the podcast, but also like go on Insight Timer or go on to YouTube or something and do some visualization exercises Mm -hmm. of flying that are safe visualization exercises, right? Like you imagine yourself and what it would look like getting to the airport and you're safe there and you wait and your flight is fine. Maybe it's delayed, but that's fine. And then you, you know, they can walk you through this actual visualization that's safe. Right. You know what I think it is now that I'm, now that you started saying all that, it's more of like, I, I imagine myself causing a scene. Like I don't want to cause a scene. Well, that's interesting. I imagine myself like having such a severe panic attack on a plane that like I have to like lay down in the middle of the aisle and everyone's like, what's wrong with this girl? And then the next thing you know, I'm on CNN. Like, you know, I just really don't want to be that girl. (laughs) Well, so I used to go, I used to have a lot of kind of insecurity about that too, about like having to, you know, make sure I know where the bathroom is because I have IBS and anxiety or, you know, be at a social function and have panic attack or not feel well. And I never wanted any attention. But that's like a skill that you really need to work on because there's some type of, for me at least, it was this insecurity of not wanting like to feel, to for people to think I'm like crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's like part of like, what do you think it is that makes you- I just don't like, uh, I don't like being in the center of attention. So I think it's just like having all that attention and just like, okay, here, actually, I know what it is. I passed out one time in a, in a workout class and I woke up and there was like 10 people around me. Everyone's like worried about me. And that was like so traumatizing. It was like, everyone was talking about me. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, everyone was so worried about me. It's like, I never want people to like, I never want to disturb anyone's peace. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just like, yeah, but you can't. 
I don't want to be like half, and then you have to fly the rest of the plane. Like <laughs> I'm just like, hey guys, right? I'm well, good. So, so you can't really. I mean, that's the thing. I think you're worrying so much about what other people think. Yeah. Like who cares? You're right. I mean, if that happens, then it happens. But like, right. at least you've made it through those other times. But like 99% chance it won't happen. You know what I mean? It's more of just like yeah, an intrusive exactly. thought that like I can see it and it's just like it's there. It's a thought, but it's not going to happen. Right. It's highly unlikely. But yeah. if it does – and this is the part of the work that I do with cognitive behavioral therapy is actually looking at worst-case scenarios and like yeah. actually walking through those worst-case scenarios. But because by the time that I work with a client on the catastrophizing and like w- – and we actually – play out the scenario if it was the worst case by the end of like processing it together the anxiety might start at like 10 for them and then once they process how it really would go they're maybe at like okay it would still be kind of frustrating but it wouldn't be the end of the world right right absolutely so so that's kind of why it's important to think about those scenarios like that they could happen but would Mm -hmm. it really be the worst thing you know no it wouldn't, and you would be okay. But um, right. you also have so many more tools and stuff now that can help you. You know, yeah. for and, you. And another thing I remind myself is, is like, think about yourself. You're at home, like, like think about this past week. Like I just did this whole past week at home, right? But I was safe because I was in my safe place and I was at home. But it's the same amount of time. Like if I'm on a plane for three hours, think about yourself at home for those three hours. Like you're fine. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like you have to like picture yourself like nothing's changing. Like you're – it's just like sitting at your house for three hours. Like it's the same three hours. Totally. That makes sense. But I, I put that in my head. I'm like – I'm like nothing's changing. I'm not putting myself in danger. Right. I don't know. I have I have this like weird way of like working through it and it works. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a brain exercise that works for you. Yeah. Right? Like that's yeah. good. And it sounds like a visualization type of exercise because you're yeah. visualizing yourself just at home. And yeah. it's the I'm same. like, if I was in my safe place, I'd be fine. I wouldn't be having this thought. Yeah. But it's like, I'm putting myself out there and that's why I'm having this thought. That's how I tell people to like, when people are like, how do you know it's like health anxiety and not something else? And I'm like, well, how are you when you're at home? Like, do you immediately feel a relief when you get at home? Mm-hmm. Like you're at a store and you're panicked, you're freaking out, and then you get home and you're calm. Come on. Health, actual health issues don't stop when you get home. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like, 100%. we're safe. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> so, okay. I'm actually like really loving this article. So they um, they give some steps on how to change your attitude and overcome unwanted thoughts. So I want to read a couple of these. Yeah, for sure. Um. But, you know, they, they mentioned that unwanted intrusive thoughts are reinforced by getting entangled with them, worrying about them, struggling against them, and trying to reason them away. They are also made stronger by trying to avoid them. Leave the thoughts alone, treat them as if they are not even interesting, and they will eventually fade into the background. So th- that's oh, wow. kind of, yeah, that's kind of just a little bit more information of how, like I was saying to you before, like you don't want to avoid, like, yes, it's yeah, a very low yeah. risk, but like you don't want to avoid that those thoughts are happening, you know? I've even so, heard of uh, naming them. Well, here we go. 
So okay. here's the steps that you said. That's actually the first step that it says some steps for changing your attitude and overcoming the unwanted intrusive thoughts. So the first step, label these thoughts as intrusive thoughts. So or you can, yeah, or you can name them, right? <laughs> like, but like you can Fred, label them. Go like, away, bud. Yes. And that's actually, I do that a lot with my clients um, as far as like naming their anxiety. I do that with a lot of kids too. Uh-huh. And and giving it a name. So sometimes they'll say like, you know, Mr. Whatever or Mrs. You know, <laughs> Meanie or I don't know. They're, they're like, they're like Miss Allison. You're like, name what? It. <laughs> You're like, like oh, I hope not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to trigger you. Um, so yeah, labeling the thoughts. Remind yourself that these thoughts are automatic and they're not up to you, right? So they literally just come to you automatically. It's not something that is shameful that you're doing on purpose. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, Accept and allow the thoughts into your mind. Do not try to push them away. Float and practice allowing time to pass. So I think what they they mean by float, like, do you know what that means? It's – I think they they are saying sort of like allow them to be there. Yeah. And allow the thoughts to uh, like acknowledge them and n- let them kind of just be in your brain because it's they will like float clouds by. going by. Yes. Yes, which yeah. I've talked about plenty of times in here. Um this one says remember that less is more. Pause and give yourself time. There is no urgency. That's a huge one, especially with like panic attacks too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, expect the thoughts to come back again. That is yeah. huge because I think sometimes these thoughts are so scary for people. They just want them out of their brain. Right. But that's not reality, right? You know, we can't, again, we don't really control a lot of times when we have thoughts that just come into our brain. There's automatically like the way that we blink or something, you know? Right. Um, And then continue whatever you were doing prior to the intrusive thought while allowing the anxiety to be present. How hard is that for you? It's gotten better. Can you do that? I would say back in the day it was harder. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I used to – yeah, I used to have a lot of trouble with – like staying with what I was doing. Like I had to, I almost was paralyzed a lot of times. And sometimes that still happens, uh, especially yeah. with dating and stuff. When I- Oh, yeah. I bet the intrusive thoughts are very like different with dating. Oh my gosh. With like my anxious attachment and stuff. And I've been actually reading a lot more about codependency too. And I'm realizing huh. that I'm like a codependent person, which- really. Which is interesting because you're so independent. Well, so that's why I think I don't want to go too much into it because I want to have an episode on codependency and maybe get an expert on about it because that's what I thought. And it has nothing to do with like being independent like financially or, you know, like having this independent type of persona. It has to do more with um, feeling like you can't – regulate your own emotions because you take on so many other people's all the time. Wow. So 
and also feeling for me feeling like unlovable unless this is the most I've I've heard the last couple of days on this one, couple of podcasts. I feel unlovable unless someone loves me, unless I'm loved. Like if that makes sense. Like there's an action to love for me. Huh. And so unless someone's doing that action that for me feels like love, I don't feel lovable. Okay. Okay. So I'm always wow. like my expectations are always so, so unrealistic high. for people right. because I feel like unless they're loving me the way that I see in my brain, I feel unlovable. And so I'm wow. so codependent on making sure that these people are doing these actions that make me feel loved when in reality I should feel lovable on my own. You know, everyone Absolutely. should. Yeah. Yeah. So what do your intrusive thoughts sound like? So – Okay, so like the past couple, like this last week was pretty difficult for me because I know I've talked about the guy I'm seeing and it's going, you know, it's so nice. It's going great. But I, of course, create scenarios in my mind. You know, my anxiety got the best of me a lot this week. And just thinking about um, him cheating on me. I mean, we're not even in a relationship yet. So I, you know, no, just seeing no, someone else. I see you. I see you getting like so anxious about like even saying this, but like it's so valid. Like I think so many yeah. people relate to how you feel like that thought is like even like your first week of seeing someone, you're just like, what if they're going to hurt me? And it's yes. like, why would right. like he's given you no reason, but it's no. just that thought in your head. That's just like 100%. You're almost, you almost want to prevent it. And also with me, there's something about communication that has always made me feel insecure with mm -hmm. anyone, not even just yeah. part, like romantically. So people that don't text me, you know, in the in the length of time that I d feel like I deserve or they don't call me or like someone that doesn't ask me about myself. You know, I have so many expectations for people in my life that yeah. I feel like are kind of unrealistic because I – I'm looking for that validation emotionally. Like right. that's peace. But I – I, like that's a codependent type of relationship. That, that's right. not being able to kind of – so my thoughts a lot were just like, oh my gosh, is he seeing someone else? Am I going to be – I'm going to be alone forever? You know, it just all comes back again, right? Like right. I'm – um, I, you know, and there was one day I couldn't even concentrate. I just even couldn't stop crying. I was just Monday. My, yes, I saw your yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, it was Monday. I know. I was going to ask you about that on the pod. Yeah, it was Monday, and it was it was. Did you talk? Oh, one of did those you voice days. this to him that day? No. Did you, do you feel no? Okay, I haven't. No, I haven't done anything really. I haven't talked about this really yet with him at all. And I don't know if I'm ready yet. Right. Because this is like a part of me that's – Absolutely. You know, um, that's something sacred that I need to feel very safe in order to Absolutely. do that first. And so I really – I also wanted to do things differently, right? Like – Yeah, yeah. If it was William – oh, God. Uh, you've never, said it before. I have, whatever. <laughs> There's so many Williams in the world. <laughs> I know, seriously. If it was him – um. You know, I probably would have been crying already. It's like, you know, how it was a mess. And I just, right, I'm, I'm right. really trying, and I saw my therapist, and I'm really trying to 
be able to feel my emotions and feel sad and feel scared without having it to turn into this like traumatic type of response. And for me, the traumatic response is just crying hysterically and feeling not safe. Right. And that's fine to cry. It's fine to like let your emotions out. But for me, it becomes this consuming, emotional, you know, like can't stop crying thing. And I, I want to try and regulate that. Yeah. I'm really trying to start. I really want to try. And it's a skill to learn, to really yeah, try. I, and- I would say that's when your intrusive thoughts are like winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. and that's when the derealization and depersonalization starts because Monday, oh my gosh, I felt like my surroundings were not even, uh, you know, we went to a nice dinner. I can't even tell you what. Who, who went to the dinner? I was just with my family down the shore. And, and so my did anything nephew- even happen to, or it was just the intrusive thoughts? Nothing even happened. Okay. Listen, wow. I, we know what happened. I was more vulnerable. And I had an amazing time. We had an amazing time together last weekend. And my brain happened. You had a good time. And I became more connected. Wow. And then I became more scared because I'm more connected now. Yeah. 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 So So yeah, maybe there were some- Literally intrusive thoughts winning. 100%. And this whole week, I'm so proud of myself because I've been really working on not letting it not letting that seep over, right? Monday, like this whole week and learning more about codependency and how I'm learning to regulate things and how I'm not jumping to conclusions because I probably would have texted him like 5,000 things already (laughs) about like why. And like there was one thing that there's something that is sort of not concerning, but the fact like we don't really talk on the phone. We text and that's something I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, maybe we can talk on the phone more, but it doesn't have to be this. It's not this huge, like big red flag. Like that's, you know what I mean? Right. Right. But in my it's mind, like, it's like you haven't even asked him. Maybe he hates talking on the phone. Right. Like maybe I, I it's not know. you. It's just he hates it in general. Yes. I don't even. Yes. But in your head, think. you're like, he hates me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, right. So, and I think everybody kind of has thoughts like that every now and then. But, you know, my brain is different and it goes to a place sometimes that. And then that's another thing I was listening to about intrusive thoughts. And I think this came up um, when we when I was reading that article earlier, but the shame around them. Yes. Like so much shame around the thoughts that we have. And then you literally started fidgeting when you were saying like, I wonder if he's cheating on me. Almost like you're like crazy for thinking that even though yeah. you aren't dating, but you're not. I know. I know. I know. Like I literally saw your hand started fidgeting. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like, I know. It's crazy. And I'm recognizing that too now. Yeah. When, and that's how I get some, when I do have conversations like that with friends or people I'm dating, you know, yeah. where it comes. So I'm really trying to. So I'm I'm looking forward because I'm going to have a conversation tonight about but like not emotionally. Yeah, just about okay. wanting to maybe like talk on the phone maybe once yeah. or twice a week. Yeah. You know, because I'd like to be connected. And yeah. and you're I'm very sure. like and and explaining it in a way that's like, "Hey, like I love human connection with voice." Yeah. And like I would even love like or even like FaceTime. You're like, "I like to see the person." 100%. He doesn't have an iPhone. He has like a so FaceTime, I don't know. But um right, but uh, that's Did you find yourself an Android guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like I see green green. Oh you know, no, I hate the green text. That's anxiety. It's like are you typing or nah? <laughs> 
We're kidding. We love you, droid people, if you're listening. Actually, no, I, I really don't like the droid people. They think they're smarter than everyone. <laughs> you know what, though? I will say droid people are droid people. They're they, droid like, people. Not, they, they will, will not, not. They will not. So, okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So that's kind of a good example of the intrusive thoughts I was having this week and how you kind of, you know, get get out. I think something that is really helpful is is really, yeah, recognizing what they are. I did a lot of journaling. Um but also I started learning a lot more about intrusive thoughts and learning more about, you know, my own patterns of things. And that's the biggest thing is to learn about your own patterns of your feelings and your thoughts surrounding either relationships or like your health or social settings, whatever your anxiety is connected to. And realizing that there's no shame in the thoughts you have. Like, right. They're there and and honestly sitting with the discomfort of the thoughts, that was the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like just sitting, I I remember wanting to like text him like 5,000 times about, you know, well, are we going to hang out? But all the uncertainties, I don't know. Are we hanging out this weekend? I don't know. Are we like, what's going on with this? Blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sit with like all this uncertainty and I know I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to ask right. him anything. I'm like – right. I, it'll be fine, and there's no doubt that I'm going to see him again. Like I literally, I think, I think that's also like with with traveling and like with flying too. It's you're you're stuck in that spot, so you have to sit with it. Yes. And a lot of people don't want to feel. I think that feeling of feeling trapped is like you can't get out of your thoughts. It's a physical feeling of like totally. you have to sit with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think that was actually a really good point: is sitting with it, forcing yes. yourself to be like. This is what my mind is saying. Though it is a thought, it is passing by like a cloud. It will pass. It might come back, but it'll pass. And I think some other good coping tools, again, everyone's healing and coping is different, but I will say what worked for me was I accepted that I knew I would get not the best night's sleep. That's what happens to my brain. Yeah, I didn't really get the best night's sleep, but that was okay. Um, But honestly, I took probably like – four walks a day. I went on a trail that I loved and I listened to, again, I listened to some podcasts about shame and about codependency. Yeah. I learned a lot and that helped. I um, leaned on my support system. What? How much did you sleep? Telling you like two nights ago, I probably slept for four hours. Oh my which, I mean, okay, that's better than like none because I'm sure some people listening are like, oh my gosh, some nights I don't sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, it's hard to function when I don't sleep, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, so kind of moving my body really helped and really just getting out of my environment, like not just – I mean sitting – and I don't mean just like trying to distract yourself, right, because I was sitting with it a lot and right. I was – in my apartment by myself, but a lot of times I would be meditating. I would try and meditate to try and kind of rewire my brain from all right. of those loud intrusive thoughts to more rational thoughts and also in the moment kind of grounding exercises like I'm safe here and I know I'll be okay. Even if this doesn't work out, I've gotten yeah. through things in the past and I know I'll be okay. Right. So that's kind of probably my healing tip this week, honestly, with intrusive thoughts is really just trying to sit with your discomfort, but yeah. 
but recognizing what you need in those moments when you're sitting with it, because it's hard to just like sit. And, and I don't mean just like sit staring at a wall, but. <laughs> or but maybe. Act, <laughs> but like, yeah, maybe, but like acting against your impulses because your anxiety, all your anxiety wants you to do is try and control things. Mm-hmm. So you have all these impulses to do things that will probably just feed into the thoughts. I know. I'm like fighting bringing my pole socks on the plane. I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> Why? Why bring it? Well, what is that? The pole socks that can read your oxygen levels. Oh, I thought you said socks. Like, I thought you meant socks. <laughs> you said pulse- some type of – Pulse socks, so- some type of socks, and I'm like, well, why not bring? Oh, no, socks? I'm bring- I'm bringing my socks. I'm bringing I my compression socks. Maybe they were socks. special socks that helped. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, how would that be helpful for? Would it? It be wouldn't. Helpful? It I would mean- be helpful for my thoughts, right? Right. You know what exactly. I mean? That's just like aiding them. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. I need to like be like, hey, no, I control you guys. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks, but yeah. No thanks. Yeah. And and recognize the tools that you do have, you know. Yeah. So and sometimes I go to the bathroom on a on a plane and do a little dance. There you go. Do a little <laughs> dance. I love it. Do some dancing. So Get some great. movement in. Yes. Um. But yeah. Anyway. So I don't know. I think we covered some pretty good. I think we did. Yeah. We covered like traveling intrusive thoughts, relationship intrusive thoughts, life intrusive thoughts. You're not crazy guys and you shouldn't feel shame. No, please. You're I think I had intrusive thoughts as a little kid. Like I remember, I remember being in this circle of little kids and like being like, what if I just like started like kicking this little kid? Interesting. (laughs) I I felt an impulse too. I think I probably did too. Yeah. <laughs> if I really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And how it can seem. But yeah. And I would I, never tell anyone that. <laughs> like I wouldn't if I would have went up to my mom, oh my gosh, my and my mom's type of personality, I can I can like see it right now. Like, hey mom, I felt like like really beating this kid up. Like <laughs> Oh my god. She would have been like, All right, we're taking of course, you away. Parents <laughs> I know, I was just gonna say parents would be like, um, what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I've never been in a fight. (laughs) No, me neither. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. And, you know, if you want any more tips on kind of healing intrusive thoughts or learning more about it, follow me at The Anxiety Healer and follow Taylor at health underscore anxiety. And And the anxiety chicks. And, of course, follow the anxiety chicks on Instagram. And, um, yeah, just have a good rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Hi, healers. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Anxiety Chicks with Taylor and I. As always, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me, Allison Sepinera, as the Anxiety Healer and Taylor as health underscore anxiety. And as always, you can check out the Anxiety Healing School. I just dropped a new course called When Panic Attacks, Triggers That Create Fear and How to Overcome Them, all about overcoming your anxious triggers and finding more awareness on what contributes to your anxious thoughts and giving you all the tools on how to overcome them. 
Uh, it's a self-paced course, and if there's any struggle with finances, there's a payment plan available as well. So go to theanxietyhealingschool.com to check that out. And as always, go to peakofpanic.com to check out updates about Taylor's blog and her journal she's coming out with. Thanks, everyone. Happy healing. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.